everybody. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast. Joined, as always, by Kyle Matrician and Megan Rojas. I'm Mike Ooh. Kowalski, and we're going to go quickly over last weekend's action before we sit down with our guests uh, from the women's team. We have Carly Rivera joining us, and on the men's side, it'll be Randy Brumont. So, Kyle Rowe, let's let's just jump into it, man. Let's, let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I love this little five-minute pre-record session that we do. I yeah. think this is great. It's a great addition. We got to update everyone. Yeah, we know? do. Yep. I think it's good to talk about the basketball here. And then, like we said, a little personality with Carly and Randy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Mike, why don't you kick us off uh, on the men's side? Yeah, obviously a uh, tough weekend with uh, the Lions falling to Yale and Brown. Uh, Yale just kind of, you know, got hot from three-point range the game was 10, 10, they went on a 19 to two run and Matthew cotton for them just hit four threes. And it was just kind of, they, they shot lights out and we, we just kind of didn't have an answer for them. Um, the next night bounced back with a really good effort. Um, it could have been easy for that team to, to maybe keep their heads hanging and everything, but they came out with a lot more. Uh, they came out with a lot of intense, not more intensity. They came out intense uh, against, uh, against Yale. Cause again, it, the game was 10 to 10, but, um, really played a focused game. I felt like on Saturday against Brown and it was a a back and forth affair. We were able to get close a few times and they had hit some big shots. And then finally went on a run um, in the middle of the second half and I went up four on a, on a couple of nice plays. Mike hit uh, a nice jumper in the lane to put us up for the first time since the first half. And then we got a, a turnover and a score from Ty Bibbs to put us up four. And then Brown held Columbia without a field goal for about, Span about five minutes and they had some big shots and tough shots. And, you know, we got, we had some good looks too. They just didn't quite fall for us. So again, the great news is they're one and three. They're only a game out of the fourth Ivy Ivy madness position. It's still early. There's a lot to play for. And we've been very good at home. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, then you have Penn and Princeton coming in here. Penn started out 0 and two and they picked up two wins against, uh, Harvard and Dartmouth, they gave Har- Harvard their first Ivy League loss of the season, and Princeton's kept rolling. They were came into the Ivy League play as a little bit of a question mark, had a little bit of an up-and-down non-conference schedule, but got hot at the right time, and now they're sitting pretty with the Yale at 4-0. I feel like last year you guys started to peak and get hot near the end. Yeah. And it was just a, like maybe a weekend or two too late. Yeah. Uh, uh, the first year of the Ivy League tournament, um, I f- feel like we got off to a very good start and didn't finish great. Yeah. And then last year, um, yeah, last year it was more the opposite where we started slow and finished really strong. Whereas like we won three of our last four games, nobody really wanted to f- face us. If we had gotten in there, we would have been a dangerous team. Cause I think we were just kind of, we'd figured out how to play without Mike. Cause he would had been hurt and everything. Mm-hmm. Gabe had stepped up and we had other guys, you know, kind of elevating their roles and, and, and playing, um, to their, to be playing to their abilities essentially. But, you know, there's still, like we talked about, there's still time. There's still, you know, a lot of positives to take. There's good individual talent on this team. Um, Mike Smith still carrying the load, scored 20 points in both games. Not, not, you know, he took a lot of shots. He kind of had to kind of had to try to force the issue to kind of create, especially in that Yale game. Um, but overall, you know, you got to be happy with the how Ty, like last week's guest Ty Bibbs is playing a lot better. It's giving you a consistent threat and playing good minutes and 
guys off the bench are starting to figure it out. Ike Nweke had a really good weekend too. He scored in double figures. Um, he scored in double figures against Brown and really started the, the second half comeback. He scored the first six points of the second half. And uh, he had a really, really good game played with a lot of energy. Um, so if you can get a consistent, uh, more consistency out of the front court and everything like that, if you can get a little more consistency on the front court, um, that can go a long way for Columbia going ahead this weekend. And I don't like to focus on one player too often, but I mean, I'm looking at Mike's stats against against Brown on Saturday. I mean, yeah, he had 20 points on 20 field goal attempts. He had eight makes from the field, but he also had nine assists. So you look at that and you say, okay, he made eight, he had nine assists, so he contributed to 17 of the 28 made field goals that Columbia had during the game, which is extremely high percentage of yeah. the amount of makes. Yeah, and Mike, Mike, it was kind of like on Friday night, Mike was trying to get a shot early, trying to set a tone. The On Saturday, he tried to get his teammates a little bit more involved, and that kind of spread the floor a little bit more and helped him create a little bit because against Yale, he was driving and everybody's kind of swarming in, and then – they, Brown couldn't necessarily do that because Jake hit a couple. KJ Killingsworth hit a couple shots early. Jack Forrest hit a couple shots. So you got to kind of like respect everybody good. else. Yeah. Ike was uh, six for ten. Yep. Yep. So you know you got everybody. When you get everybody else involved, it's going to free him up later in the game, and that's what he was able to do. As you say, I know there's like no excuse, obviously, for this, but it's definitely different for our players and staff um, to go from not having a game for two weeks to playing one team back to back one single time and then going into an Ivy weekend where it's two different teams that you were not less prepared for, but prepared for in a different way. Um, so I was like, I was like kind of thinking about how our freshmen were going to attack this past weekend. And it's not that they did poorly. Cause obviously Abby was our rookie of the week, but it's definitely so different than a lot yeah. of situations that people or teams find themselves in. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it'll be interesting in a couple of weeks when, Yale and Brown kind of come back and see wh right. what the effort's going to be like. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of lessons you can obviously take from that game. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was in film session on, on Saturday morning right after breakfast and, you know, Yale, Yale does a lot of things and they make your life, they make your life tough because they have guys that yeah. can just do different things. They have a great, they have probably the best front court in the Ivy league um, with their, with Bruner and Atkinson and, you know, they have so many weapons. So you, you really focus on them, but then you have a guy like cotton mm -hmm. who you don't forget about, but like you're so focused on those big guys and then cotton doesn't even start. And he comes off the bench and he's just instant offense. All right, Ro. And then uh, the women were home this weekend yep. against Yale and Brown, just like the men were on the road against those two teams. Uh, tough game Friday night against Yale. The first half really competitive, uh, yeah. really close game. Yale led by three at the half. They jumped out to a 10 0 lead. Uh, Columbia came back and tied the game up at 15 at the end of the first quarter. Mm -hmm. A really back and forth second quarter, like I said, competitive game going into the half. Lillian Kennedy comes out second half, scores the opening bucket, but then Yale goes on. I think it was like an 11-0 run or something. Yeah, they had a little bit of a run. They had a run, and there was just no, I, you know, no answer there in the third quarter. And then they opened up the lead to, you know, in the 20s in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean Friday's game started almost like any other game. I think for us, we were very locked into the scout we were very ready to go and I think a little bit of that we talked about after we were a little bit too into it and we were not very loose and I think a lot of our um like a lot of how we've won games down the stretch in the past has been in the second half specifically the fourth quarter so I think we played well in the first half we came out 
second half, Lil scored, and then they went on a run. And it was almost like everyone was waiting for someone to just kind of turn it on because that's how it has happened in the past. And we were not making shots, and Yale was like, actually couldn't miss. They didn't miss. That one girl, Tori Andrew, went six for six from three in the game. Yeah. I mean, mean, at one point, Angela looked at me on the bench, and she (laughs) was like – I mean – she just shot it from the main when she was talking about the the <laughs> line main on the court at half court because yeah. it kind of is like a little past the W or the NBA three, but I mean they could not miss. So not only were they not missing, we were just kind of lacking that sort of second half fight that we've kind of gotten accustomed to. Someone stepping up and just being lights out for us. So and shooting, making threes and stuff like that, like we've seen in the past, like home against Cornell. So a lot of when that didn't happen, we kind of had a moment of we needed to be poised and we just everyone just tried to go out there and score 30 points in one possession. And it was kind of hard to bounce back from that after they had kept building this run and they couldn't miss. So that didn't help. Yeah. And, you know, this team all season has prided itself defensively for winning games defensively. Yeah. And it just didn't happen in the second half against Yale. I mean, they. Yeah. I'm not going to harp on it too much, but 19 of 25 in the second half they shot. I mean, the def- the defense just wasn't there in the second half, and it's, yeah. it's tough to win games when that happens. However, to their credit, against Brown, first half, I'll say, on not on Saturday. Yep. Not not the prettiest half of basketball mm, that, we've, no. that we've seen. Columbia led 34 to 25 at halftime, though. So, again, didn't play their best basketball, but played really well defensively. And then held Brown to 60 points for the game. Fun little nugget that <laughs> I've been holding on to all, that I've that I've had all year. Uh, 11 and 0 when holding the opponent to fewer than 70 points, and 0 and 6 when the opponent scores more than 70. Yeah, so I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So Life begins at 70. Light, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's the kind of been the thing that's driven the team all year. And even uh, Caitlin Davis and Abby Shue were in the postgame Friday over in the press conference room. And, you know, when they were asked questions, I mean, they both kind of gave a unified answer. It's just that we didn't play well enough defensively. Yeah. But then Saturday night against Brown, didn't have your best game offensively, but then you can see what happens when the defense shows up. What did you see? I mean, I agree with, obviously, what they were saying on Friday night defensively. It's hard when they're just making shots. Um, I mean, on Friday, their top player, obviously, Rox is very good, but it kind of went down the roster, and they were just kind of... Some girls that hadn't really hit a shot all year were making random threes, so it's hard. But obviously, no excuse. So going into Saturday with the mindset of, like, we have to forget about it, nothing we can do now, and that's the best part about an Ivy weekend is we can turn around and right those wrongs within 24 hours, which is amazing. I know Coach G, that was kind of her whole thing when talking to the team. Alumni and family friends were reaching out to her saying, I mean, it's great. You literally get a chance to do what you did wrong tonight, tomorrow. So just keep on, keep on keeping on, I guess is what we <laughs> told everyone. But, I mean, we were proud of them Friday, I mean, Saturday. Um, first half, not very pretty. Second half is kind of when we like found our groove, I think. Fourth quarter especially. We love, uh, we love game, a fourth quarter. Finish the game in the fourth quarter, eight for 12 from the field in yeah. that quarter, three for four from three, and hit all seven free throw attempts at the end of that game to Let's win the go. game. I'll just run a few numbers from that game. Sienna Durr had a double-double, 17 points, 12 rebounds. 
her second double-double of the season, and she also had five assists in that game. So quick note there. Yes. Yale, not a great game for her. Not a great game. Coaches challenged her going into Saturday saying, we need something else. You're not giving us what, like, you can do better, obviously. And she's the type of kid that will take that and be like, yeah, okay, great. Challenge accepted. Let's go. Let's rock. And then Yale, I mean, Brown, she came out and was awesome. Great game. Yeah. Uh, 7 of 18. I mean, she got going in the second half, 7 of 18 from the field. Like I said, 17 points, 12 rebounds. Also, Abby Shue, good weekend for her, 16 points against Yale, 16 points against Brown. Ivy League Rookie of the Week for a third time this season. So she's starting to – Starting to rack those up, and I believe two of them have come in league play. Two of yeah. her three Rookie yeah. of the Weeks have come in league play, so she's starting to make a name for herself in the league. And then Caitlin Davis from the free throw line this weekend. I mean, seven for eight at the free throw line against Brown. I mean, or sorry, seven for eight against Yale, and then eight for eight at the free throw line against Brown. I mean, 15 of 16 at the free throw line for her. I mean, she's has she has to have been working on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm – more than positive on Friday, on Saturday after shoot around, she took some time after pregame meal to go downstairs and get some shots up to like make sure she was ready. So I'm sure she's working on it. It's clearly paying off, but yeah. she does some like freakishly athletic things. So it's nice when she we can talk about her like nice free throws, you know, <laughs> not just like an insane dunk. Oh, an insane block. <laughs> I'm putting that into the universe, so when it happens, we can come back to that sound button and say I said it first. <laughs> but she did have an insane block She's, she Saturday sure against Brown, which we will get into more in our segment with yeah. Carly. We'll, we'll get Carly's take on all of that and yeah. kind of what she saw. All right, I think that wraps up the recap of what happened this past weekend on the men's and the women's side. And when we come back, we'll have our first guest of the week in studio, Carly Rivera from the women's basketball team. So we're going to try something different. We don't have our usual uh, sponsor reader here today, Isley Carter. So we're going to just, you know, chat about the upcoming promotions at our games ourselves. So Let's you get to hear it. our voices Live take. one more time. So um, this weekend, the men's basketball team takes on Penn and Princeton. We've mentioned it a bunch of times. It's Friday night, we have members of the FDNY coming out and supporting the team. And on Saturday, NYPD with a color card for color guard from the 44th precinct nice you can get your tickets for that by visiting gocolumbialions.com slash tickets or calling 888 lions 11 so friday night at seven both games saturday at seven. night at seven both games at 7 p.m sharp and if you can't make it to the game be sure to watch live friday night on espn plus and saturday night on sny check your local listings if you hit sny if you can come out and try to come to the games even if i didn't work here i'd, I'd bring the family it's of affordable course. family fun i've brought family to the games and they've enjoyed it every game yeah. t-shirt tosses rory what more could you ask for we actually do have a good t-shirt toss and really i notice it when we're in our coaches huddle and people are going crazy it actually helps our players play gets the 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 juices flowing the juices the juices flowing Make sure you go visit our website, GoColumbiaLions.com, for more information on this weekend's games and upcoming promotions. We'll see you at Levian Gymnasium. All right, we're back on the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast, and now we are joined by women's basketball first year, Carly Rivera from Arlington, Virginia. Carly, welcome into the podcast. It's great to be here. The pre-record has been fun so far. It has. It really has. (laughs) 
uh, touch a little bit of basketball with you. I mean, you played 24 minutes this weekend against Yale. You played 30 minutes against Brown. You had a career-high eight rebounds against the Bears. Uh, from your perspective, I know I just touched on your individual stats, but from your perspective, talk about the bounce back the team had from Friday to Saturday from, you know, the tough second half against Yale and then responding against Brown. Again, not the prettiest game against Brown, but did enough to win the game and had a strong fourth quarter. Um, the biggest thing was getting back to our basics and what makes us the team that we've been in the past when we went on our winning streak and everything. So just trusting one another, knowing that the next person has your back. And I don't know, we had really good communication at one point. So like keeping that and bringing that in was something that was really good for us. How was your first back-to-back weekend? Because this is the first time that you've played. Well, in AU, it's different. Yeah. It's totally different. You can play seven games in four days. But today or last weekend, you played Friday, Saturday for the first time. How was that? It was a little stressful Mm -hmm. having to like just turn around and have a whole new scout and a whole new team to play against. But, like, I thought it was a lot of fun because, like, after the game on Friday, I know, like, between me, Abby, and KD, we are all, like, so ready to get out there the next day and just right our wrongs from the night before. So that was a lot of fun. You have, like, an immediate opportunity to turn it around and do exactly what you want to do or the opposite, I guess, if you don't really pull out a game on Friday. Speaking of KD, I'm going to bring it up because I thought it was awesome. Katie. The block, the block that she had Guys. against Brown. Can we talk about that a little bit? We made it on the NCAA Instagram. We did. I we was sure. so excited. We I sure sent did. it to her. I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it was – it was. I felt like in my mind, again, when I replay <laughs> – <laughs> when I replay Katie's, like, amazing moments, they're more ridiculous when I watch them back. But I felt like she took off from the free throw line <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. blocked yeah. it. Yeah, that's what it felt like in the game. It felt like she was in the air for 45 minutes, but I know she wasn't. But it was still very, very impressive. No, yeah, I was chasing this girl down, and I see Katie coming. I was like, please don't foul her. Please don't foul I her. I thought she was going to I thought well. she was, and she went up and pinned it. And it was funny because, like, the night before, like, the few days before, we had been joking about, like, oh, Katie's going to pin someone's shot against the backboard, and then she went out and did it. It did help that the girl was probably about a foot shorter than she was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when she went up, yeah. but she still got up. Very, I mean, she pinned it against she the back. She still backboard. timed yeah. it well. Oh, she did, like, and she didn't even touch her. And the no, girl, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, poor girl from Brown. Sorry, but she like hit the ground and fell as if she. Man as if <laughs> 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 she hit the ground and fell as if she did get hit, but she did. I watched it back, and she did. No. Katie didn't even touch her. I mean, her strides. She just. Whew, whew, whew. That's what it. That was <laughs> that the, was the audio. Of it. <laughs> I can't do it again because that was the only time I can do it. Don't try. Don't nope. try. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, so the ball got passed over her head, and it was just such a recovery because mm, like Brown was on. I was. think there was. Yeah. I think there was a turnover, and then Brown was in transition, and they had numbers, and whoever yeah. it was threw the ball over Katie's head to that to that little point guard on Brown, and Katie like just had such recovery to go get that and pin it. I mean, it was a completely. It was just that girl in the back in the in the hoop. Well, that's the second block that I think Katie's had that has been pretty impressive. Yeah, the Davidson one. Davidson, Davidson. toward the end. Yeah. Again, I felt like she came out from the free throw line and d- blocked the ball. That's <laughs> what it feels like when you're at the game. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, we talked about the Davidson block before, but it just is like you see people take threes in late game situations, and very rarely does do they ever get blocked by somebody who's especially trying to close out because she was in the lane when that ball got passed to that girl on Davidson and she like closed out on her and got extremely high in the air. It was like a textbook closeout block. 
rebound, end of game, call it, win for us, run back to the bench. (laughs) 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 Call it a day. Well, if you haven't seen the block by KD on Saturday against Brown, you can find it on the NCAA Women's Basketball Instagram page. You can find it on their Twitter. They've tweeted it out as well. We retweeted it uh, at NCAAWBB, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Anyway, Carly, getting back to you. I always <laughs> like to ask I always like to ask uh newcomers their recruiting story to Columbia because everybody has a really unique story about how they got here uh at a you know, at a high school, the different schools that were looking at you. I think it was like middle to the end of my junior year. I came up, watched a game, but I like didn't really consider like but I like kind of coming here, but I like kept Columbia in the mix. And then by the time it was like close to the summer, my junior year, I knew that before the July open period, I wanted to like make my decision, like where I was going to go. So I was down to here, uh, Loyola, Maryland and Stony Brook. And so then I came on like visits. I went like my last visits to places. So I did here in Stony Brook in a day. And I like, honestly, I thought I was going to not go here, but then it was like that last visit and like I like met everybody and being with everybody and the coaches and everything, I was like, this is the place that I'm supposed to go. Like this is where I need to be. And then I went on my other two visits, but like I was still like, I need to go to Columbia. That's the place for me. And so then I chose here. Coming from a DC suburb, did you want to stay in like a like a city area? I mean, obviously your last three schools were Stony. Well, Stony Brook's kind of out on Long Island, yeah. but still in the I don't know. Would you consider that the New York metro area still? Yeah, yeah. a little far away. And Loyola, Maryland, in Baltimore, right? Yeah. So that's kind of that was probably your close to home option. Yeah, I mean they're all very different schools. Um, I was really attracted to the idea of coming to New York because both my parents grew up here. I have grandparents here. Like, it's just kind of a place that's always been home for me. And then, I don't know. I didn't think I was gonna like the city, and I've actually ended up loving it. Like. I think I, like, want to continue to live in the city because of it. When we were younger, we used to come up for, like, Thanksgiving and stuff. And my parents definitely, like, brought us back all the time to see, like, shows and everything and just, like, random family vacations up to New York. What did you guys do on your family vacations? Um, A lot of Yankee games. We're pretty big Yankee fans. Yeah, that's a big one. Also not a bad school to go to if you like the Yankees. No, yeah. Really not far at all. I'm still waiting to do that one day. But spring, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the spring, Times Square definitely was a big one growing up. Uh, I saw the Rockettes at one point. Do all of your family members come to our games that live? Is it in or on Long Island? It's on. It's on, on Long yeah. Island. Yes. But if you're from Long Island, that's you say a whole in. other conversation. I don't know. I, no, I think they say on Long Island. On Long Island. On Long Island. Yeah. Do they come from Long Island? Um, my uncle comes a lot. Uh, my grandma sometimes she can't really get here without him. And then every so often, my abuelo shows up, mm. and that's kind of like rolling abuelo. the dice. So, yeah. Okay. And then do you have a favorite restaurant here that you guys all go to after? Uh, we went to this really good Italian place the other time that was, like, recommended by Kay's family, and it was, like, cash only, and it was so good. It was definitely really expensive, but it was so good. <laughs> Love it. Like, what is it? Yeah, or was it? Yeah, do I don't know. It's just down on Amsterdam, like Amsterdam and 123rd. Oh. Hmm. I feel like, Mike, we would have walked by that several times. We probably times. walked by it. Oh, but. I think I know what she's talking about. I just, I'm going to Google it. Back to you, Carly. Yeah. I, I, so, 
you know, you, you visit here, you talk to Coach Griffith. Did her playing point guard have any effect on your decision a little bit too? Because it's a little bit more of a deeper connection with the point guards, I feel like, since that's what she played. Yeah, and you sort of have, like, a different relationship then because of it, you know? Like, she knows what she wants. So in, like, certain ways you're, like, held to, like, a higher standard. But at the same time, like, it's so nice to have her who knows, like, what it's like to be exactly in your position and she just like helps you out and it's really great what what's uh what's been like playing with Michaela Markham you guys are both again going to go with the point guard connection what have you learned from her and has she taken anything from you too um I definitely think we both learn a lot from each other um from her I've definitely been learning to like look for my shot more and like she's definitely helped me become a better defender on guarding like other point guards that are like small and quick and everything um what she's learned from me, maybe some poise, like being calm. I know that's something that like I try to bring every day. So definitely that. What's it like having two point guards that, you know, you can trust, just put them in the game at any moment, moment row. Like you can kind of touch on that. Like, Oh, for well, having yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a I good think luxury to have, you know, it's very clear that they work and learn from each other. I think, I don't know if you guys feel that way or not, but, um, you're kind of in a weird way opposite because she's like a little less poised, but sometimes that's what we need. Um, and then you'll come in and kind of like calm everyone down. Um, and I know you guys are, I think I hope you guys work on plays together and like talk them through. Right. It's like your go-to. Marco. Yeah. Like off the court. Yeah. Like off the court. Going Not through, like, like off, off the court, but like, right, right. Like going through scout and yeah. getting ready for upcoming games. But, um, yeah, I mean, are you excited for our Penn Princeton? It's a big weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really cool to play at the Palestra because that's, like, historical and famed. Have you Um, been there before? I've definitely been to Penn. My dad went to Penn Law School, so we've definitely, like, been around there. But I don't think I've ever, like, been inside of it, let alone, like, played in it. So, but I think it's a good weekend. Two of, like, the old powerhouses yeah so back to back i think it's going to be a lot of fun what do you do you have something about this weekend that you're most looking forward to i mean obviously you guys only focus one game at a time you're not you're not looking down the road but is there something about this weekend that you're looking forward to um honestly on friday night at the pen game i'm really looking forward to guarding um their freshman because she's kind of like abby has won a bunch of like rookie of the weeks and she's like basically their go-to player, so I'm looking yeah. forward to matching up against her. Sure. Kayla Padilla from Penn, I think she's got she's got, she's got got a few. She's got like five, and Abby's got three. So they're probably, you know, maybe two of the uh, two of the favorites there for Ivy League Rookie of the Year. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Carly's going to get Rookie of the Week one of these weeks. Car. That's the goal. <laughs> I mean, if you, keep, <laughs> if you keep pulling down eight rebounds. I know. Nobody my height is pulling down Did you feel like in the Brown game you, you knew you had eight rebounds? No. But, like, I feel like some of my rebounds, like, you look at, like, Katie and Sienna, they're, like, going up and grabbing them. Mine are, like, three people tipping. It's falling to the ground and just falls in my hands. <laughs> it, like, right bounces place. twice. It bounces twice, and I'm there. <laughs> they're still rebounds. Yeah, they yeah, count. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless, because Mike and I know, because we stack games, unless they control tip it to you, then they get the rebound. Yeah. No, that rarely happens. Yeah. On I don't know team. how much yeah. we're really controlled. <laughs> no, <tipping>, we're <laughs> but I do know we tip the ball. Yeah. Minus the control bit. Yeah. yeah. 
We're getting better at that. That's yeah, like, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to have Randy Brumont in here next. And that's more of like a Randy special. Like I see oh, him yeah. do that all the time. Like probably two rebounds of his per game are just like directive tip outs. <laughs> like to the top of the key. Like where yeah, you know like someone he, is. He, he yeah. knows he can't grab it, but he sees like Mike or one of the guards and he's just like trying to get it to them. Yeah, so we don't do that. Yeah, clear intent. So I think I have like a pretty like vivid picture in my mind from this past weekend where uh, a bunch of people went up to go get a rebound and you just kind of like snuck in mm. under the backboard yep. and oh kind of like on Katie's block yeah Katie that's blocks how I got one of the ball against the backboard and you just grabbed it right yeah, yeah. the real hero in this story <laughs> from earlier is you for keeping the ball exactly. inbounds and alive it's because it like came off and Abby was right next to me and I think everybody that was like running back was so shocked that like she didn't make like a free layup or anything that like everybody stopped and it just like bounced and I was like oh god like I can't not grab it you picked it up pretty quickly yeah like yeah. immediately all right car do you have any pre-game rituals because we asked um Abby Shu and Hannah Pratt this last time they were on pre-game rituals um the new thing has been the hair braiding mm, we're back you did that in high school I did that like my whole life until College. college and then i just was like i need to bring it back so i that brought was it back new this past weekend yeah that was new this past weekend okay so hair braids hair braids um listen to music kind of classic that's about it like home games like i'll go home and like lay in my bed for a little bit but after like pre-game meal. after pregame meal but i always take a shower after pregame meal which not a lot of people do hmm. well because like if you have shoot around Right. You know, and like a gap between that, you like shoot around, shower, pregame meal, and get ready. But I'll like shoot around, shower, pregame meal, shower again. Oh. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's two showers. That's two within showers. Within like four hours of each other. Yeah. And then another one after the game. Yeah. This is a game day ritual, bro. It's okay. a game okay. day okay. ritual. <laughs> You're right. I just, I <laughs> thought I'd heard you like yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. But then if we like, sh- even if we like show up, say, we have a one o'clock game, so we have pregame meal at like ten. Yeah, I'll shower after that, even though nobody else is showering. Wow. Okay. Just gotta be clean for the game. Gotta be clean. I do. <laughs> gotta have gotta. Like, good juju. I get that. All right, Car. Well, you sit on the bench next to me a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the way it's set up is you sit in between Anjali and I if you're not starting, and I just want you to tell the listeners like what we do on the bench before or throughout the game. Um, throughout the game, on my right shoulder, Roxy takes a pen and draws a smiley face to give me good luck in the game. Good juju. Good juju. Wow. Yeah. So that's why she showers before the game. That's probably <laughs> why she showers so <laughs> often. To wash off the <laughs> smiley <laughs> face. <laughs> to get rid of the, all the smiley faces yeah. on her. It's just good luck. I'm trying to give you. It's It's been working. Yeah. It's been working. Eight rebounds, smiley face. She's also the conductor of our turkey mm-hmm. chant. Um and starts off with our stuffed turkey on the bench, and if we don't start with it, I guess we have a little bit of it. we pers- we together have our pregame ritual. We do, we, <laughs> we do. do. And then I squeak it in your face to right. the beat of the music. Yeah, we kind of like bob back and forth, yeah. but very focused. Yeah. What happens to the stuffed turkey during the game? It kind. Um, I give it back to the managers yeah. when. Okay. I sub in or, like, at the first media. So, like, I hold it yeah. for, like, the first five minutes. I feel like you guys, like, when you sub in, should, like, pass the turkey to the next like person. Like, teams use out. towels? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? 
Well, that's actually like a great idea. That's a guys. great idea. Yeah, you guys might be a little too late to bring that in, but like next season we should start it. Like Markham, squeak squeak. You run out. Give her the turkey. We could go viral. Okay. We're on ESPN, not top yeah. ten. That's Columbia women's basketball drops Turkey in middle court. <laughs> it's a live game. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, you know. And then when you make the NCAA tournament, yeah. it's like four a years thing. here. It'd be a whole thing, right? Like it'd be the story the of the turkey. Yeah, thirty for thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know about that deep, but yeah. If I told you, <laughs> <laughs> back in 2019, we started passing this turkey down. Well, actually, what they do is they pass. Like I've seen some people. Down the bench, hold on to it. Madison Hardy has been on, on Turkey Patrol, but I would say you're our main. I'm Turkey Force. Main. Uh, Turkey is my child. It's at important. The beginning of games. Yeah. All right. Well, you're gonna bring it up to Coach G. Let her know. Hey. Yeah. I think we need oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> think we need. <laughs> yeah. Five. Think we need like five turkeys so that right. when we sub, we yeah. can pass the turkey. Yeah. No, yeah. we can't have too many. It's also. Uh, how many? T- how many turkey? I mean, just one turkey. We have one turkey. Yeah. And it's actually, fun fact, a rooster. I hate this. <laughs> Did you not know that? No, I knew that, but I'd like block it out of my mind because it's, it's the a turkey. rooster. It was Coach G's sister's dog's toy. And I don't know if Hector, if Hector's out there listening, he knows his dog toy is missing, but we have it on Columbia Women's Basketball's bench. <laughs> I think could this have weekend. It back at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I think this weekend it could throw, it would throw, throw me off if I'm competing against you. Yeah. You come out there squeaking a turkey as you sub. I got 45. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> Use Morse code. <laughs> Who are you guarding? <laughs> All right, Carly, before we let you go, I do want to ask you about uh, the freshman class that you're a part of, you, Caitlin Davis, Abby Shu. Uh, can you just talk about a little bit the connection that the three of you have, uh, maybe outside of the basketball court? I mean, obviously you guys spend a lot of time together on the court practicing games, stuff like that, but – What's your guys' relationship like outside of the basketball court? Um, we, like, we're really close off the court. We have a lot of fun together just, like, doing stuff. Like, we're always – Katie and I live together, and Abby lives in, like, the room next door. But okay. she's, like, always in the room with us. And the three of us are always hanging out, like, after class. Like, we're getting food, just, like, doing all this stuff together, which has been a lot of fun. Well, thanks, Carly, for joining us today. Good luck this weekend. Thank you for having me. Uh, The women are on the road this weekend at Penn and Princeton, Friday night, 7 o'clock at the Palestra, 5 p.m. at Jadwin Gymnasium, both games on ESPN+. We'll be right back after a quick break with Randy Brumont from the men's team. All right, Mike, Mm Mm-hmm. women are home February 14th and 15th, and if you don't have a Valentine... Rory will be at the game handing out candy as you enter. Ooh. If you're looking for a last second Valentine, love that. I think it's a great Valentine's Day gift. You should just go buy tickets and spend go buy spend tickets. some time at a basketball game on Get the some Upper West free Side. Candy. Watch some great basketball. I was looking Lions to book win. a reservation for Valentine's Day, but now I know I can just go to the game and ask Rory. I'm sure your wife would love to come to the game. I think she would, Mike. And now that you mention that, the first 100 fans. In attendance, will receive a free pink water bottle as part of Play for K Day, which is also February 14th. Play for K, February 14th, come in pink. And if that song didn't get you pumped up for the weekend, it's also Alumni Weekend. All the women's basketball alumni will be back February 14th and 15th for the two games against Dartmouth and Harvard. And bring your kid to the game because there'll be a post-game autograph session on Saturday following the game against the Crimson. 
Get your tickets at GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets, or you can call the box office at 888-LIONS-11. Play for k February 14th, come in pink. All right, welcome back to our final segment of this week's episode. Uh, again, here with Mike Kowalski and Megan Rojas, and now we are joined by Randy Brumont from the men's basketball team. Randy, we really appreciate you taking the time to come into uh, Studio B here and mm -hmm. join us. Yeah, of course. Always love to be here. So, Randy, you know, every year your roles kind of increase here. Talk about your development as a player uh, and how how you feel you've progressed throughout these uh, last three years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, coming into freshman year. Um, I didn't really know what I was gonna expect like out of these next like couple four years. I was like pretty honestly pretty nervous. But um stepping out on the court, um, I was thrown into like a different situation than I was used to. I was used to like always being like, you know, like the top guy or like at least one of the top guys in every single team, but I came here and everyone's like that top guy, everyone's athletic, everyone's big. Like, you know, so that was like a that was like a big adjustment for me, especially being like the type of player I am. I like to use my speed, my quickness, like my athleticism but like doesn't really work as well in college so um it was just like that was like mainly like the main thing just like trying to adjust my game and like trying to find ways to you know uh score an offense and like find ways to diff score in different areas and uh find a way to affect the game on defense as well which um I feel like coach coach and I have talked about which like become like a big part of like who I am like what kind of player I am today is like you know Stepping like making a hundred percent on defense and like creating plays to go score on offense, like disrupting the other team and that kind of stuff. So, obviously that. And um, after last year working on my jump shot, uh, stuff like that, it kind of extend my game out outside the paint. So, yeah, that's been like an adjustment. Is obviously like still going, still working yeah. on some things now. Yeah. Now you know statistically, you know you're one of the best rebounders and shot blockers in the conference. So what goes into that for you? What's kind of like your process uh, to kind of hone in on, on those two things? I think, for me, I think I take I, th I take every single thing as a personal challenge. Like um, when I step out on the court, I want to guard like the best player. I want to make sure like he's not getting anything off. And well, as soon as I as soon as that rebound goes up, I'm going to snatch it. Like I'm just yeah. getting it. Like you know. So I think I think it's just like mainly the mindset and like your motor will come with that. Like you'll if you start out like that, you'll get tired. You won't like want to do it. But like the more and more you do it, if you have that mindset going into every game, then like the more the stats will like reflect that. In a way, yeah. So we talked about this last weekend being the first back-to-back -back and no easy task. Starting mm -hmm. with Yale and then going to Brown, mm -hmm. and th that Yale game on Friday seemed like it was super physical. They yeah. obviously have a really strong front court with Atkinson and, and Brunner. Mm -hmm. So t uh, th was that a little, a little extra difficult to just kind of jump into that with those two opponents specifically, or is it just going to be difficult no matter who you play? Um, I feel like well, especially being Yale. Yale's obviously a great team, but um. And they're very physical, but it being the first back-to-back, -back, especially being on the road, our first back-to-back, -back, it was kind of like the team didn't really, like, I don't think we were as prepared to, like, jump out and, like, have that physical battle with Yale. It kind of took us a little bit to, like, get to it, but by that time, they'd already, you know, kind of run up the score a little bit. But um, Brown, I feel like we kind of adjusted, and we were, like, kind of back to our bearings, like, you know, this is what we do, like, we're back to it. And, like, now, this weekend at home, we're locked in, we're getting ready to yeah. Hopefully go two and zero this weekend. Prince been playing good, but I think we can take him at home. I, I was just I, I was thinking about when I was looking at the highlights on Sunday. I was looking at the, they, each school kind of sends us, and we do the same thing to all the Ivies. Mm -hmm. We get the melts where you get all like the scoring plays and and good plays from that game, and you can kind of condense it down into a highlight package. Mm -hmm. And I just 
remember seeing like Mike's shots and he just got hit every time he tried to go to yep. the lane. I mean, yep. it was just, a, again, we like we talked about it, just a super physical game and that's just kind of what they bring. Yeah. You guys want to jump in here? So you said earlier that you were not used to being not, or you were used to being the biggest, fastest, strongest, mm-hmm. um, which I think most high school students are. That's why they're recruited to go D1. But mm-hmm. what was something that you off the court had to get better at to be the player that you are now three years in? that you had to work on or develop the most? Um, I feel like it's a matter of, a lot of it's like a lot of uh, time management, a lot of self-reflection. It's like um, Mm. in high school, and by self-reflection, I mean like as like a person, but like also self-reflection could be like watching film and like seeing what you need to do better. Obviously, I did that in like, yeah. yeah. Like I did that in high school, but not nearly with the same focus, with the same, like I never really, I never watched my practices in high school. Like, no, I, yeah, I'm just trying to go play a game. Like, you know, but uh, like now, like I just find myself like watching the practices to see like, like oh, I should have cut there. Oh, like it'll this player work, this play will work better if I go screen here and then you'll slip this way. Like you know that kind of stuff. But I feel like once like I was able to manage my time and like get into like a groove and like kind of kind of know what the lay of the land and know what I'm doing. It kind of helped me both as a basketball player and as a student here. Yeah, have a little more intent when you're watching back. Yeah, but no, not that Randy. I think last year actually, you I actually I, hosted, yeah. I interviewed. Were you there mm-hmm. last year? Or I no? was not. I had oh, something yeah. Come I was gonna say mm-hmm. you were like the first like men's basketball player that I actually like had a whole one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. with. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> look, full circle. Look at us now. I was gonna ask you uh, related to that topic. Not that you guys have a lot of downtime talking in terms of time management. Mm-hmm. But when you do, I mean, I feel like part of time management is finding the time for you, mm-hmm. right? So what do you do to find, like, Randy time outside of basketball and class and all these other things you got going on? Like, what's something that you do to kind of reset yourself? Um, in term, Well, I honestly, I honestly like to be with a lot of people. Like, I... Not that I don't like being alone, but um, I like to be like with a lot of friends and like always just like kind of relaxing. So mainly when like when I'm when I'm not really doing class or basketball to kind of reset, just like just chilling with some friends, like watching a movie or something. Because like I usually like don't really get to do that. It's always like go go go. So like sometimes just like sitting down like watching a movie with some friends is always like just relaxing and just like I'll just get back into it. But like um when I'm by myself, I like to do a surprise. I like to I like to clean. If that's oh, like weird. Wow. It's like it's like sort of like therapeutic for me. It's like the things you find out. Yeah, on yeah, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Coach yeah. G does the same thing. But like I'll just like if I'm in my room, I'll just like look around. Just like I have a lot of time, so I might as well just do some laundry, do the dishes. Like you know, just like clean up the whole room and stuff, and like put wow. on some music. Might invite you over my. What house. do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do any of your teammates <laughs> take advantage of that? <laughs> like, oh, Randy loves cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, well, we lived in a suite last year, and uh. I would. Uh, I, I had a single, so I would only clean my room. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do the night before games? Is there anything? Because mm. I know some people kind of like do the same thing before they wake up and play a game or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly the night before, I'll just. I I won't really think about it. I'll just do like what I want to do, you normally like do. what I normally do. But clean. The, yeah, <laughs> cl- I'll clean. Yeah. Um, but the morning of, I like to watch different like basketball players, different NBA players, whether past or present. Okay. Um. Kind of like, kind of like in a way to like see like who I want to channel that night. Like who, like okay. if I if I need to get a bunch of rebounds, like I'll go watch like a Dennis Rodman video and it'll get me hype. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna grab every board tonight. Like you know. Yeah. Or like, I need to like. I get w- that. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Quick YouTube, like. Mm-hmm, like get me in that kind of right. zone, like for the whole day. Yeah. Okay. Not to 
I guess, bring this topic back up, but uh, now I feel like it's relevant. Mm -hmm. I mean, with everything that happened last week with Kobe, did you do that last weekend? Yeah, well, it was kind of like, it was almost in a way like inevitable because like being on social media, you like see like all the highlight yeah. tapes and everything posted. But like, um, it also just like what he brought to like, as like from like a mentality standpoint for all, like all people like trying to be successful. Like it just kind of just like put that more at the forefront of my mind. Not that it wasn't like, in like in that like way before but like put it to the forefront of mind that that mamba mentality just like go after it just like go get it like go get it done like no matter what it takes you know what i'm saying do you remember what you watched to kind of channel that last week um no before the before the brown game i remember watch i was watching matisse the wool like his highlights mm -hmm. um and then before the yale game i think i think i was watching a little len bias wow. yeah yeah. Throwback. Yeah. Really? <laughs> super throwback. Do you Past ever get present. superstitious with it? Like, oh, I just watched someone, and then I, I got to watch them again until it doesn't work? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I end up, that's that's where Lynn Bias comes from. I, I end up watching <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, it's so <laughs> random. I, I, I picked them one time, and I, I played and really well. you balled well. out. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> right. I got to stick was with them. Was it the Bryant game? That's what I was going to no, ask. <laughs> it wasn't the Bryant game. But it, it <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you did the Bryant game, you I got to do that again, that. yeah. We need to get those. 25 yeah. and 12 or something like uh, that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I know that people do, like, will watch highlights of other players that they admire before games. It kind of gets them going. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know of anyone who watches different different ones every time, so mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. It's very unique. Especially, like, specific to what you want to work Which on. What, yeah, with what yeah. you're going yeah. into if the you're game. Gonna, if you're trying to work on – if you're trying to work on, like, uh, your passing game, who are you mm -hmm. watching? Ooh. Huh. Okay, well, my favorite passer is Jason Williams, but – I'm I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> I don't know how Eagles will react if I, if I start doing that again. But I'm trying to get a visual. Throwing around the back. <laughs> I'm right in front of coach or right behind coach every time. I can't even imagine yeah. the reaction that would get. Like what was that? Might need four but boxes of Mike and Ike's. But I think I might watch like, I think someone like Ben Simmons because like I'm like a bigger guy. He's also a bigger guy. He's obviously like a guard bringing it up. So watching his yeah. like kind of passes, I feel like I'd probably do that. Yeah. Who'd you watch before the Bryant game? The Brian game, I watched. Oh, I watched Pascal Siakam. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive yeah. that you uh -huh. remember that. Yep. You gonna watch him again this weekend? Channel that. I might as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked. One for one. So. I mean, we we're now we're trying to get away from breaking down some X's and O's, but you have another tough challenge this weekend with mm -hmm. um, AJ Broder and mm -hmm. uh, Rich Uruguza. Uh, Uruguza, thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> Thank you for pronouncing <laughs> that because I had it and I just lost it. <laughs> but um, talk about your preparation to try to guard those two guys this weekend. Oh, uh, so that kind of started today in practice, actually. We were um, doing a lot of post work and, uh, like, watching film and, like, seeing, like, their habits, just, like, working on, like, take, like taking those away from them. And um, we were going through their plays, stuff like that, and um, getting over screens and, like, just, like, kind of practicing that all throughout today. So, um, obviously, they're very good post players, so you just got to eliminate, like, their touches, like, down low so we can push them out. That was like kind of like the big thing we we're focused on, just like pushing them out, getting them out of position, stuff, and we can guard them from there. I'm pretty confident we can guard them from there. Going into games, um, I know we do this. Is there anything specific that your staff gives you in terms of goal, like game goals, or is it just an overall scout that you're not supposed to know, but know in and out, and kind of like be able to remember on the fly? It's kind of like it's kind of an overall scout, but 
But yeah, we we go into it with uh, different game plans and try and like take the team out of their rhythm. Like whatever they like to go to the most, we'll we'll take it out. Will you watch film Friday morning mm-hmm. and then Saturday morning as well? Mm-hmm. And okay. we watch. We'll watch all throughout the week as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Individually and then like as a team. Mm-hmm. Nice. We were talking before too about you know Rojas rooms with Tam and I room with Semi on the road. We mm-hmm. can kind of get into like the conversations yep. you guys have with your <laughs> trainers and everything. So what are a couple of things that kind of stick out when you're talking to Semi? Because he's he's oh a really man. funny guy and really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Semi, Semi. So well, Semi loves to argue. We all, we all <laughs> 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 Semi will bring up the argument. Shots. But uh, but uh, I I I mainly agree with Semi's points because uh, I feel like Semi Semi knows the game well. Like he knows yeah. like he knows some people from like back. He's in the day, got like, like different viewpoints, and they're not yeah. just like outlandish. It's just something. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. think of all the time, and it yeah. makes you kind of like just think. Like he makes yeah. you think in mm-hmm. a lot of different levels. So mm-hmm. interesting. It's really I cool. didn't know this yeah. about Semi. Yeah, yeah. Semi and Tam. I wonder what episode. he thinks about our games. That'd be a hot take. Semi. Yeah. He's probably not watching. He's at your game. He's not watching. Yeah, but like he, you know, he's super sarcastic, and I love that. Like you room with him on the road, Mike. Super sarcastic, but like listening to him, like. Uh, when Ike comes in, just forget oh, about man. it. Like, forget about it. Yeah, just they're, like they're going at it. Yeah, really? <laughs> what are they arguing about? Like, are they arguing about Columbia basketball? No, they're, or they're arguing, arguing about like, like NBA farewell music. tours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if Paul Pierce deserved one or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, at one point, I'd be like, who cares if they want to call it a farewell tour? Just like let them do it. Like, <laughs> so sports related, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Music too. Semi's like a big music guy too. So. If anything comes up about like hip hop, especially like New York stuff, because you know he grew up in New York, so yeah. he was like, "Man, like back in the day, like he was the man, like he was <laughs> he was that dude." Like y'all don't even know about that. We're like, "All right, send me, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, pops." <laughs> what um what do you do before games? So we ask our girls like mm. their pregame rituals. Is there something that you have specific to game day that you're doing? Ooh, I just like. I just like to stay as loose as possible, okay. like whether that be like listening to my own music, like me. Well, this past weekend uh, I was room with Eddie, so we just put on a bunch of music. We were just dancing, like <laughs> just getting loose, just like getting ready, like we're ready to do this. But like anything to kind of like just keep me loose, okay. it kind of switches from like game to game. But anything just like you know, get get all the nerves out, you know, stay loose. Like no. locked in, but not yeah. too like locked in, but not too lackadaisical. Right. Yeah. yeah. Any go-to songs there, or you say it changes all the time? Um. No, no go-to songs, but uh, ma- mainly like music to dance to, like kind of, kind of a uh, not like electronic, but kind of like house musicy vibes too. Yeah, and um, are you? Do you consider yeah. yourself the best dancer on the team? No, <laughs> I think, I think I might go with Ty. Yeah, Ty might be the best. Really? Dancer. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Should have had him show. Should have asked oh, him. Could have had a dance off if we had him in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Record it. Viral. Operation Make it TikTok. Make, it, TikTok. Make it a TikTok. We do. Uh, we love TikTok and the w- women's side. So you talked about, you know, liking to relax and watch movies. What's the best movie you've watched lately? Have you seen any of the no- Oscar nominees? Ooh, <laughs> um, I watched this movie. We all watched the movie Knives Out. Okay. Yeah, yep. that was a that was a great movie. Like, we were all Who, like. Was that Guy Ritchie directed that? Mm, no. But I it had, like, a bunch of people. Yeah, it, it was, like, like it was everyone. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a bunch of people. But, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. Everyone was, like, trying to call their takes, like, oh, who did it? Oh, I know who did it. I know who did it. <laughs> and it's just, like, no one was right. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go. I think I am going to go see that. Is this still in theaters? Um, 
No. I'm not sure. I'm thinking, like, nope, it's not. Mm. I'm way outdated. I remember when that movie was, like, I see trailers for it. Mm. Right? Yeah. What it basically not? looks like the modern-day Clue. Yeah, like exactly. Like a oh, exactly. Mm. Yeah. It had to be, like, pretty recent, though. Mm. And you guys don't even, like, Clue was a movie in, like, the 80s based on the board game, obviously. Mm. But I know. It, it, it is still in some theaters. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just talking to myself over here. So. I'm pulling it up. Like, okay. Also, the movie uh, Queen and Slim was pretty good. We watched that recently. Who's in that? Um, the guy from Get Out, Daniel. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh, I forget I forget who the lead actress was. I forget her name, but it was that was also a really good movie. Nice. Yeah. All right. Haven't seen That's that it. movie. Yeah. I got nothing to add on. Haven't that. seen. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't seen either <laughs> movie. <laughs> like, Sorry. Right. Right. Cool. Cool. Sorry, guys. Cool, Randy. It, no, they're it's cool. Randy, it <laughs> sounds <Yeah>. great. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen it, but. <laughs> All right, Randy, thanks for taking some time. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank and, you. And uh, like we talked about, the men are home this weekend to take on Penn and Princeton. Both games are at 7 p.m. Saturday night, uh, the Lions make their SNY debut, so you can watch it on both platforms. And we'll be back next week with new guests, a new episode, bigger, better, better than ever. We're always better from episode to episode. Getting better. Every, we're on the up. I know we say that every week. 1% but better each time. 1%. 1%. We're just we're just having our guests blast out the link, so don't forget yeah. Randy. Yeah. <laughs> the more guests we have, <laughs> to send out the more viewers we then have. I did one note, and I know we just wrapped it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I love to it's go the back. Post show. Yeah, it's the, the post, post show. show. Our our games last weekend were on SNY, and so many people <laughs> texted me like, "Yo, I saw you on the sidelines." <laughs> blah, blah. So I don't know, like. If you have it's any friends like or family in New York, but get ready for some These RSNs are like for kind of a big deal, especially the ones like Yes Network and SNY, because yeah. Yeah. everybody likes like there's a lot of New York transplants. It's kind of like, like right. DirecTV, right. like they always they get it in that DirecTV package, so you can get it across the country. It's like one of those channels too that you just like you don't know what will be on, yeah. it'll just kind of pop on. You're yeah. like, oh, I know. Yeah. That's Columbia, like. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any friends or family in the area, mm-hmm. but. They're going to be texting you saying, good job. <laughs> I've seen you out there. <laughs> so I see you out there. You're channeling some former M- NBA player doing Get your Get the dub over Princeton Saturday night on yeah. SNY. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Everybody will be texting you saying they watch you drop 25. Mm. <laughs> We're putting 12. it out in the world, yeah. into mm-hmm. the universe for you right now. Didn't mean yeah. to drop those expectations on you. No Goals. Oh, Goals. No, I got it. <laughs> we'll, g- we'll get it handled. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, Until that was the post week. show. Yeah. yeah. Until next Hope week. Hope you stuck around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back like we talked about next week. Go Lions. Go. Roar, Lion, roar. <laughs>